with a class, but a special class. So if you guys are into business science, this doesn't flow with the regular classes, but this is something that I think those of you who own a business are thinking of going into business or work in a position where you have to grow the business, this is going to be something up your alley. So let's start and, uh, you know, take some notes. Good morning, everybody. Oop, there I am. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a special class. Uh, this will be under the class and session playlist just to make it, you know, co uh, cohesive. But this is a special, um, I don't know, I don't know what you want to call it. I guess just a kind of a, a, an extra kind of deal. Sorry, my shirt's going to be funny. Um, today we're going to talk about finding your audience. So first off, what does that mean? What is your audience? So if you're in business as I am, or if you work in a business where your role or part of your role is to um, continuously get new customers or clients, excuse me, you have to know obviously who is looking for what. Now you can go through Google and go online and find all this stuff and they'll generally tell you the same thing. You obviously want to look for the right person for your product, whether it's a certain age range, whether it's a certain gender, whether it's a, um, a country versus another country. You know, the product works better in one place versus another. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, maybe it's a specific um, household, um, you know, looking for a specific item, or maybe it's a craft or a service. For instance, everybody needs, um, you know, uh, home repair. Everybody needs grocery stores. However, you still have to work within your range. You know, I did do a video on grocery stores and all that. And the one thing that I actually learned from there that I taught you guys was that even though all grocery stores work the same, you still have to look at who's in the area. If you're in an area that is more based on, let's say, an organic diet, you're going to sell more organic. That's places like Whole Foods, uh, Sprouts, stuff like that. If you're in an area that is a lower income versus a higher income, you're also going to uh, fix the pricing of your products to make sure that those in the area can get what they need. But that's the real bit, the, the, the lowest base. That's the general, you know, business 101. Who are the people that I'm selling to? However, the next thing you want to go into is how you are promoting it. And we're going to talk about platforms here, specifically three that I have used or worked with that I think are very uh, key. Now, the first two nowadays actually coincide with each other. And we'll talk about that in a second, but let's separate them first. So the first one here is actually what I'm on right now. YouTube. You could theoretically say um, other video platforms, but I'm going with YouTube specifically because it is one of the biggest, if not the biggest video platform. And in fact, their audience is literally people who want to watch videos. So there you go. They kind of have it easy because all they got to do is upload the stuff and just keep people uh, occupied for hours at a time. So what is this good for? What kind of audience does it work for? So this can work for almost any kind of audience. If you are trying to promote your business. Video is great, hence the reason why we have commercials, right? YouTube gives you the opportunity 
basically for people to come watch for free because it is a free app to use. Obviously, you can charge for certain things, but YouTube is a free app. So this is great for anybody. Why? Because almost everybody in the world is going to want to be able to get the information quick, easy, and free. And YouTube does that. Now, yes, you can purchase movies. You can watch uh, certain, um, what do you call it? Uh, kind of if, if you, your channel does so, you can have special subscribers where they pay to watch your, your content. But most of the time, you're going to have a channel that is open to all of the public. That's what this is here, basically, this channel is that. And this is great for my audience because it's an easy way for people to find me and get to me without having to pay a fee or jump through any uh, search engine boxes. It's basically just you type in, you find Everyday Heroes, or I'm sorry, you find the official Rod Glasser channel, and all my stuff is there for you to watch and hopefully you're enjoying, right? So that's YouTube there. The second one that actually goes with it now because of the recent um, kind of overlap is the podcast. Now, again, I say it overlaps because if you use um, things like Spotify, Spotify allows you to actually uh, publish your podcast, not only just as audio, but also as video. However, most of the world, as was pointed out to me uh, earlier today, uh, you looks at podcasts as strictly audio. Now, I knew a lot of people back in high school and in college that actually learned best while listening. They didn't want to watch something. They didn't want to have to pay attention. They wanted to pop on their, their headphones, their earbuds, all that, and just kind of listen as they go about their day. And it actually is a big thing. I know my wife is a fan. She has her pair of uh, earbuds. She'll listen while she goes about doing various tasks or maybe she's listening to something while watching, but it's the audio that helps. Now, what is this good for, for audience-wise? Well, this is great for on-the-go audience, I think. Why? Because let's say you don't have your phone on you, or let's say you don't have the ability to put a screen up because, well, it might interrupt what you're doing. Uh, many times you can listen to a podcast while you're in the car. Many times you can listen to a podcast while you're, let's say, out running or maybe exercising. A lot of times people, when they go to the gym, they'll have something on, whether it's music or podcast, because they can pay attention to what they're doing and they can have something playing in their uh, in their earbuds. So that too, again, you can pay, you can do that kind of special you know, subscription thing, but for the most part, everything on a Spotify, or I guess I think even Pandora doesn't now, is basically free to the public. Obviously, you have ads, but that's where you would decide if you want to charge and not give people, you know, advertisement. I'll get to that in a second and see if there's, you know, I'll, I'll give you my opinion there. Now, the third thing we have is the webinar. Now, usually webinars are done with big businesses. I know for my wife's job, she always has, um, you know, the entire group gets together and meets up with other clients. And they do kind of, I think, a week of something. And it's basically a week-long webinar talking about what they do. But a lot of people will do this. And again, you can you can have it free for your clients. You can, however, and this is the one time where I think it's safe to charge for. Because usually in a webinar, you're going to go more deep into the conversation. And many a times, you're going to have resources to give. So it might be digital downloads of uh, papers. It might be videos to give. 
It might be free swag. Sometimes you will, you know, hey, you come, we'll give you a water bottle, we'll give you a hat, you know, maybe a beach towel, and it's got your logo on it, all that stuff. So a webinar you theoretically could charge for. However, you don't have to as well. If you're just starting off, you can do it as a freebie as well. And then obviously as you grow, you can do that as well. So those are the three platforms that I have worked with personally, which is why I felt the ability to talk of it. So again, break it down. YouTube, easiest one to do for everybody. As long as you have a computer or even your phone, you can upload a video to your channel, share it out, you're done. Podcast, same thing. You can transfer the video to audio and download it to Spotify, Pandora, what have you. And then lastly, the webinar. And really the webinar, even though a lot of times you are paying a ticket price, you do get what you're paying for. You get a lot of stuff, not just the free stuff. You get a lot of resources that are helpful. You get uh, booklets, usually digital copies. You get videos. You get um, you get somebody helping you do the work. So that way you can understand what is useful for you and what maybe you don't. I know a lot of times I go back to my wife all the time, but she'll tell me that some of the clients will say, this, this, and this is cool. I don't think I need this. Let's just work on this stuff here and we'll go back to the other thing later. So your clients are obviously going to pick and choose what they want with that. Now, lastly, the audience, um, the, the ads and the commercials. So obviously the one thing that YouTube and Spotify does to keep themselves free is obviously using ads to do so, right? They're getting money to keep it free. Obviously what that means is in the middle of your playlist, the middle of your video, you might have to take a 30 second commercial break. So is it wise for your audience to possibly uh, charge them for it or give them the option? Well, it's kind of, it, it's really up to you. However, I think when it comes to work or even studying, because again, you can use this if you are, let's say a teacher or you're doing a teaching program, I think it's best to have everything flow smoothly. So let's say your students are studying, you know, English Lit, right? And you produced an entire video of, let's say, 30 videos for English literature. You can have them upload them for free and have them watch, and that's cool. However, you might feel the flow might be interrupted with a commercial break every 30 seconds to a minute. So you could say, hey, you can subscribe, pay, get everything, you know, no commercials, no interruptions. And then maybe just for an added bonus, be like, hey, I will give you guys a couple free study guides for you to study. That way, at least they're when they're paying or what they're paying for, they're not just paying for the actual product, but you're offering something up that you could probably whip up for them to uh, to be an additional source. Same thing for work. You can say, hey, I have a webinar of, let's say, 30 videos. If you pay the price for, you know, for no interruptions, I will throw in a couple pamphlets and digital downloads for free to help explain more about what the videos are doing. And you can go ahead and pick and choose your prices. You don't have to go extravagantly. You can start at something like, I don't know, 10 bucks a month, 15 bucks a month. It depends on what you do. That, that part is up to you. That part I'm not really at liberty to tell you because I think every company, every person is going to be different. So what do you guys think? Is this going to help you find your audience? Of course, this is definitely something that could be a longer webinar. And if I get enough views on here, I will happily do a longer webinar, a longer series for all you guys to help you out because I think it's important. And honestly, it changes with the evolution of um, the internet, with the evolution of rules and regulations. 
every day is a new way of doing something or a way you have to change because maybe the rules have done so as well. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us today. I had a really good time doing this one. This is one of my favorite things to do, the, the specials, the teaching specials. So let me know what you guys think in the comments. If you weren't able to watch it live, don't worry. Hit us up on YouTube and Twitch, official Rob Glasser. Hit that subscribe. You will be notified. Thank you so much for watching. We love you. We appreciate your support. We'll be back later with some more fun. Until then, stay curious. Bye, guys.